Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get to work, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for imparting your word upon us, Lord, so that we can understand understand it, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for giving us this opportunity to discuss the word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study and discussion in the book of Acts. We are in chapter 6, and we are going to reread the, the first seven verses. But before we begin, I'd just like to thank everyone that has chosen to partner and participate in this ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, even by, you can call it a, a simple thing. It's not a small thing to us, but just by liking the episodes, by subscribing on any number of the platforms where you find a day of prayer on, and by sharing it with someone else and giving them the opportunity to grow in knowledge, but most importantly, relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Mm-hmm. We are thankful for you and for your heart to the Lord and for the participation in this ministry and helping us build the Lord's house and ensure that the, the word is preached throughout the four corners of the earth. So thank you, and may the Lord bless you abundantly. Mm-hmm. But we're here for the word, right? Amen. Yes. So let's get, we ready for this? Ready to get in the word? Yes. Because I know I am. All right. Can I get a volunteer to reread Acts 6 and the first seven verses? I will. All right, Layla. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the, the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, in the past couple episodes, we have been discussing about leadership, right? And the qualifications, characteristic, nature characteristics, and attributes that we should see in our leadership, right? Yes. These are the same nature characteristics and attributes found in our God, our Lord and Savior, right? Yes. So shouldn't we have leadership that reflects his nature, his character, and his attributes to help 
bring us into relationship with him that would also help us as a community learn and grow and reflect him within our community yes All right how many of the i'll say the issues of the day would be resolved if we believers but as a community were being taught the things of the lord and reflected those in our daily life all of them okay so we've been going over the standard that the lord is placing on leadership right yes and and we can trace this back to the old testament this isn't anything new right with moses and and this is in numbers right the lord gives he's already given moses the holy spirit right yes but then what's he say i'm going to take the holy spirit that's on you and i'm going to place it on these 70 elders in order to help him judge or lead the people right yes so do we see the consistency in our lord and savior yes now as we have walked through this section of scripture we see in greater detail all the different aspects attributes characteristics the the quote-unquote nuances found within the things that the lord said right yes does everybody understand that any questions on on mm-hmm. that thus mm-hmm. far right mm-hmm. and up to this point we have discussed the the first two right which was people men of good reputation right and full of the holy spirit but then there's the the third thing wisdom right yes yes now there is a lot a lot in the bible about wisdom um but could i get a volunteer to go to proverbs chapter 8 please i'll do it all right sir is really the whole chapter right however um could you read the first 17 verses <laughs> i will Amen. does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice she takes her stand on the top of the high hill besides the way where the paths meet she cries out by the gates at the entry of the city at the entrance of the doors to you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. All you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness, nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who un- who understands and write to those who find knowledge receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold for wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her i wisdom dwell with un- with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion the fear of the lord is to hate evil mm-hmm. one second flipping the page pride and arrogance in the evil way and the perverse mouth i hate Counsel is mine is sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. 
By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judge, judges of the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Mm-hmm. Amen. So there's a lot in there about wisdom, right? What are some of the things that, that you all heard or was revealed that stood out to you by the Holy Spirit? One that wisdom says, by me, all the rulers rule in the earth, the judges and the nobles. Mm-hmm. Kings reign, rulers decree justice. Has, has that not been an issue in much of society on the earth here late? Yes. Right? Okay. But it also says, I love those who love me. And those who diligently seek me will find me. Now, of course, we know there are different types of wisdom, right? Some yes. is demonic wisdom. But we are talking about for God's perspective on wisdom. and True wisdom. True, actual exactly. Wisdom. True wisdom. Mm-hmm. And leadership, right? Leaders yes. after his own heart. Leaders that reflect... Well, I'll say King David, right? Yes. Um, which you'll find in Isaiah 55, 3 through 5. And I'll, I'll read that. It says, Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who you do not know shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, who for he has glorified you. Right? Yes. So the third thing here is wisdom that, that was given as a, as a trait, a characteristic, a quality, an attribute, Right? Yes. And we know what James says, right? If anyone lacks wisdom, what? Let him ask of God. Okay. Ask of God. Ask specific. of God. Ask of God. This matters, mm-hmm. right? So we just talked about David. If, if you notice, during David's reign as king, there was peace in the land, right? Yes. Until okay, he yes, opened uh, the door. Yep. And to the adversary. what did David do? When he, when he taught he his children how to walk after the Lord, right? Were we yes. not When we went through these characteristics, right? Did it not say they must manage their own household well? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, then there should be some fruit of that, right? Yes. Everyone has yes. to come. And every child has to make a decision to serve the Lord for themselves. But you do see some fruit. You see it in Solomon, right? Yes. And actually, I'm going to read um, 2 Samuel... Chapter 5, um, and it because uh, this goes along with it, right? talks about David's reign over Israel, right? It says, uh, so that's in chapter, uh, yes, Second Samuel chapter 5. All the tribes of Israel, is verse 1. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and spoke, saying, Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. And the Lord said to you, you shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. 
Therefore all the elders of Israel came to the king in Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed him king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. Okay, right? So, establishes his reign. Yes? yes. And the yes. length of it. And yes, there, there were some issues. But let's also look at how he handled that. Um, could I get a volunteer to read 1 Chronicles 22, 12? Oh, sorry. Yeah, 1 Chronicles 22, 6 through... 13? 13, yes. Okay, I will do 12, 12 is the key verse. Oh, okay, okay. Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, My son... As for me, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you, who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon." For I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you, and may you prosper and build the house of the Lord your God, as he has said to you. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel, that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Okay. So there's a couple things that we see in here, right? Mm-hmm. David, as a man after God's own heart, that's the Lord's confession of him, right? Mm-hmm. His, uh, confession, his testimony of David, mm-hmm. right? Even though, no, he wasn't perfect. We were talking Mm -hmm. about that in a Mm -hmm. previous episode, Mm -hmm. right? He didn't remain in sin. He chose to come out and to repent and make things right with his relationship between him and God. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. But he also taught his kids. And there's an added thing, right? May the Lord give you wisdom, and this is verse 12, give you wisdom and understanding. This is exactly one of the traits, characteristics, and qualities. How do you think he got that? Clearly through prayer, right? Because you can say that that is a prayer from David to the Lord for his son. But he was also teaching him, hey, those those are the preceding verses, right? Starting in verse 6. I made these mistakes in my life. And he's sharing that and clearly the results of those things. Why? So Solomon doesn't make the same mistakes. So he can learn from them. He can understand them. Right? Yes. Yes. But again, he's praying for the key thing, wisdom. Right? For yes. his yes. son. Now, if we continue, could I get a volunteer to read 1 Kings 3, 9? Actually, you know what? Let's go in order. Second Chronicles chapter one. Yeah. yeah. 
Let's, let's yeah, do verses 7 through 10, perhaps? Yes. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Just Thank perceive you. perceive that. Oh, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> you got the same Holy Spirit I got. Or the direction you gave me before the podcast started. <laughs> oh, and I, which that. I appreciate. Amen. Yes. Which, you know, hey. Yes, we both all work. need help. That, Glory the Holy God. Spirit working in all things. Yes. So, Second Chronicles 1, 7 through 10. In that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, You have shown great and steadfast love to David my father and made me king in his place. O Lord God, let your word to David my father be now fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and to come in before this people, for who can govern this people of yours, which is so great? Amen. And could I get a volunteer to read 1 Kings chapter 3? Yes. All right, sir. Verses 5 through 9? Yes, please. <laughs> You're on a roll, Mr. Dean. Look at you. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David my father, because he walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given us him a son on his throne, as is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go, go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? Mm. All right. So, everybody see a similarity there? Yes. Everybody sees what just happened? David is, is asking the Lord for wisdom for his son. So, he's prophetically interceding for the thing he knows that his son's going to need to fulfill the job and the role that, wait, let's, let's get back down to where we began with this. Dependence on the Lord to reveal who he wanted as a leader. The Lord chose Solomon. There didn't need to be a, a vote on it, right? Yes. But we are in a day and an age where, with elections and voting, why don't we first approach it the same way? Lord, who do you want as a leader, right? Yes. And again, for those that may be having difficulty or, or haven't yet fully understood or know the Lord's voice, there are certain fruit and evidences that we should see, see in the lives of the people that we, we are considering to be leaders over us. And that's in all levels, right? In the church and uh, whether it's in church, business, government, right? These, yes. these things matter. They matter to the Lord. He gave us the plan first and foremost for his church, right? Yes. But it should permeate throughout society, our community, the nation, hmm. and beyond, right? So, yes. so here's, here's the thing. The first and foremost thing is that everyone has, should have a relationship with the Lord. 
and know his Holy Spirit. You see that both with David, but you also see it with Solomon. Yes? Yes. But then there's an acknowledgement that the Lord's the one that chose the leader. He chose Solomon, right? Yes. Now Solomon is asking the Lord for wisdom for the role because he says what? Who can shepherd? Well, it says judge in the version we just read. Other versions say, but who can shepherd this great people of yours? Right? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, wait. If we were to look at uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 4, is a shepherd not part of the what's considered the fivefold? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds or pastors, and teachers. Yes? Yes. Okay. So wait. A similar, you see a similarity here? If these are the characteristics, qualities, nature, character, and attributes of our Lord and Savior that he also expects within the leadership of the church, shouldn't this be the same? Shouldn't this be consistent throughout government and everywhere else? So what you're saying is that we don't confine God to one area of our life. Like, Lord, you can't only talk when we're talking about religion. The rest of it, you keep quiet and mind your own business. He is supposed to be in every aspect of who we are as a people, a group and a nation, as well as in our personal individual lives. That's always been his intention, that he would be our God and we would be his people. Now, yes, many people have chosen to not live a life with God. That doesn't change what God's intentions are. And in particular, in America, this com- this country was founded and committed to the Lord at its mm-hmm. to the Lord at its founding. Dean, do you have something you want to say? Well, yeah, I was just going to try to pull it back a little bit to Acts six here. Okay. Um, um, in a in a, in a specific line, right? Okay. So, um, contrasting um, uh, the the verses that we just read, quite a few. Yep. And looking back to chapter 6 where he started out, um, we don't see people moving themselves into a position to ask to be selected. Mm. Mm-hmm. We, see, we see people that have been selected either under the direction of those filled by the Holy Spirit or by the Lord himself okay. in so doing. Amen. Yes, there, there is a part that's missing, whether people volunteered to be considered or but they were it, just does chosen. It, does it, it just says choose from amongst yourself. How well, they went about that, we don't. We don't know. Right, well, yeah, it just, there's a lot in it, but, but but they didn't ask for volunteers. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask for They didn't say, who wants to do this job? And so I just mm-hmm. thought as we were mm-hmm. kind of, and we're wrapping up today in, in this podcast, but it's probably interesting to, to look at a definition of politician. Okay. Mm-hmm. We share it. So, um, and this is out of uh, Wikipedia or something, uh, Oxford, yes. whatever, but this is a um, politician, a person who is professionally involved in politics especially as a holder of or for candidate to elected office, a person who acts in a manipulative and devious way, typically to gain advancement within an organization. Wow. Mm. Those are the top two descriptions of what politician is. Wow. Right. So now we have humble men in Act 6 mm-hmm. that are seeking to serve the Lord. Right. And then a problem arises, instead of exalting themselves to be the problem solver, they say, that's not what we do. <laughs> mm. We're preaching the word. 
You guys who are capable of doing it, go decide who is gifted and who you think should be over top of that and go in and take care of that and bring it to be. And then people were appointed to that role, mm-hmm. not sorted out to find themselves in that role. Amen. Right. So you Amen. see that consistency, Amen. even even Amen. in the Old Thank Testament. Thank you, Dean. I like right? that. I appreciate it. Which goes back to exactly what, what we were saying um, about having a correct view. We talked about it in, in the terms of election, but also... If we see it, as we just read in Scripture, with David, with Solomon, with people that were actual leaders, the, the word we read was judge, but what he's saying in other translations, it says, but who can shepherd this great people of yours? Which, bringing it back, isn't that exactly what they were doing? What's the role of a shepherd? To bless, to protect, to care for, feed the people assigned to their care and multiply them absolutely and so they so they grow right so so it becomes more of them exactly and there the community's prosperity is your prosperity Hmm. so shouldn't that be a huge consideration when we look at leaders that we are looking to choose and appoint over us Uh, i believe it should be because we're seeing it here and maybe that comes down to we need to change our or renew our mind on some things and get a different perspective. And by different, I mean the Lord's perspective on <laughs> what a leader should look like and the characteristics, qualities, nature, and attributes that they should be displaying, hmm. which should be just like our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. We've exchanged education for the Holy Spirit. Government, We've media. exchanged popularity, a popular thought or theme for wisdom. Parties and party lines and many other things hmm. have been substituted. But that's even in the, 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 the church, like when we were talking, in, I think it was um, the previous podcast about excluding people who God has called to do something because we don't like the way they look on paper. We've vouched for things that aren't the, the signature and the stamping of God for what looks unpleasant to the eyes. The only paper we look good on is the Lamb's Book of Life. I tell and you amen what. To that. <laughs> amen to that, sir. So amen. Just, so I just want to, to, to bring that up, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And not to tell you exactly how to vote, but to educate you on how we should be looking at candidates. First and foremost, seek the Lord and whoever the Lord says. And if you have trouble if you don't fully yet know his voice, let's look at the fruit that's being produced. Not lip service. Consistent fruit mm-hmm. in the lives and not just in their life and other words, but do the actions corroborate the words or do they yell loudly in opposition? Refute them. Mm-hmm. Amen. So let's go ahead and close out. Amen. In prayer. Can I get a volunteer to close this out? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. We just thank you that your wisdom is timeless, Lord, Mm -hmm. that we don't have to discard one thing that you said, Lord, for something new, but that it all cooperates and works together for your plan, Lord. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we also just thank you that we can be part of your plan, Lord, and that we we have been chosen to be part of your body, Lord, and to go and fulfill what you have in mind, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. 
This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.